0: Welcome to our podcast. My name is Keely Severson, and I'm here with Eric Johnson and Alicia Swami, and we are Exposing Mold. Today, we are interviewing PJ Harlow.
1: Hello, everyone. I'd love to introduce you to Home Cleanse, formerly known as All-American Restoration. They are the first and only remediation company in the country specializing in remediating mold for people with underlying health conditions or mold sensitivities. They've quickly become the most recommended remediation company from doctors and mold inspectors nationwide. Visit them at homecleanse.com. Hello everyone, Alicia here. One of the most common questions I receive from our audience members is this, who can I trust to perform a thorough mold inspection of my home? The Mold guy performs mold inspections specifically for individuals who require a much higher standard of care owing to your complex health concerns like SIRS, Lyme, CFS, autoimmune issues, and more. Their testing and inspection process supersedes all current industry standards on purpose, making them thought leaders and disruptors in an industry unwilling to change old and outdated paradigms. Book your complimentary phone consult here at themoldguyinc.com slash connect. That's themoldguyinc.com slash c-o-n-n-e-c-t.
0: Welcome, PJ. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. I understand that you have a consultant business where you help people who are exposed to mold. Can you... Just share with our audience what you do. Absolutely. So we offer a really unique service,
2: and I guess what what I would kind of explain it best is kind of who our client avatar is, and we really work with people who I would say are symptomatic, susceptible, not really the the sensitive or hypersensitive kind of individuals, but even people who aren't sick or symptomatic, but are interested in high performing homes who really want to create a healthy, high performing space. And, and, you know, maybe they want to stay healthy, or they're just interested in, in trying to get an idea of the status of their house currently. And What we really do is, you know, we call ourselves holistic mold consultants, and we're really kind of like an objective guide or representative for people who really want to make their homes healthy. Because as you guys know, this industry is completely convoluted, it's confusing, it's overwhelming. You know, even just to find a simple mold inspector, there's you know IEPs, there're industrial hygienists, there's mold inspectors, there's consultants. you know there's fifty names for one person that does one job. And, and for people who are new to this, It's just almost, I I dare not say impossible, but it's just so difficult to try to, to even navigate this world. And so what we do is, you know, we kind of offer our expertise since we've been in this industry for, you know, about four years now. And PJ Harlow Wellness consists of myself, which my background, I am a holistic health practitioner. And I've taken all different kinds of, of IICRC kind of classes and, and research. And then my husband, who is actually a certified IICRC water restoration technician and AMRT, Applied Microbial Remediation Technician. And we, we don't do any remediation. We don't do any inspecting. But we are the non-biased party who has no financial interest in the decisions that the client is making. So this really puts us in a very unique position that I really feel like is needed in this industry because we have, you know, conflict of interest is is a is a big problem that has been happening in this industry for a long time. I mean, they even have laws in certain states that you know, to, to prevent conflict of interest from happening. So it's just, it's kind of like, I look at it like this. When you go to court, right. You get a lawyer because why, because speaking legalese and and speaking the law is almost like another language, right. And you, you really need someone there to represent you, to help you navigate that world. And mold is the same thing. It's kind of like another language, you know, when, when you get an inspector coming in your house, and saying all kinds of words like aspergillus and, you know, and talking about air quality and spore trap sampling, most people are like, what? Like, (laughs) they don't know how to discern what's right or what's wrong, or what makes a good inspector, what makes a, a good remediator, what makes a bad one. You know, what are the the proper processes to to get them to the finish line for for to get to the outcomes that they desire right and and really we do a lot of education as well i think it's really important one of the things that we always start with with our clients is really defining what a healthy home is what does that mean right because the mainstream would kind of have you believe that that sterility is the answer right that that we're supposed to just kill all microbes and kill all the mold and kill all bacteria. When we kind of have a very you know holistic viewpoint of that, where we you know truly really try to educate on the home microbiome and and understanding that you know we are microbial beings, you know, and and your home is a is a living breathing ecosystem, and the, you know. Very much similar to how, you know, our gut microbiome, which most everybody knows about, but you have a home microbiome and we're intimately connected with that. So we really, we do a lot of things. We also help people understand you know, how to decontaminate their possessions. You know, I know you guys know from being on Facebook, you you ask that question, how do I decontaminate my, my possessions? And you get 80 different answers, you know, and, and it, it's a really hard subject for people. So, and, and there's a lot of, you know, it, it also depends on the person, you know what I mean? For some people, They'll never be able to decontaminate their possessions enough, you know, and for some people it works. So we really try to help people understand all of that as well. So I hope that kind of gives you like a, a, an all encompassing idea of, of what we do. But most of all, you know, we want to help people be able to 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 not get ripped off you know i get s- the same story all the time from from a large percentage of people that work with us where they've they've already reached out to a local mold inspector. They've already reached out to a remediator. They've had a botched remediation. They've paid for all of these tests that really are are not really valuable to them. And they still haven't found the answers. And their intuition was kind of telling them that something was off, but they really don't know how to defend themselves when they're kind of in that situation. So we step in and really represent clients. We do a lot of company vetting we actually have an entire national list of preferred providers that we've worked with over the past 4 years that we've either, you know, already done business with through other clients or we've already vetted them and so when clients really work with us and become a client through our it's called our healthy home package then we kind of offer them, you know, these services of vetting or we can kind of make referrals. We really try to Get out of the kind of ideation that a referral is all you need, you know? And that's why we we don't just like give these out, just just saying. So I don't get a bunch of DMs saying, Can you refer me to a a company? You know, you really do still need a guide to get you through because there are just so many gaps in the journey. And I think that was one thing that we've really worked hard on creating and kind of analyzing was you know being that i sat on the other side of the table before i became a holistic mold consultant i i really have that kind of client perspective of what this feels like to to try to navigate through this being sick you know being confused and 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 getting all different kinds of answers from from all different kinds of people and also getting told that oh the last guy that was here didn't know what he was talking about, but I do. And then you hire someone else and they say that the last two guys don't know what they were talking about, and but I do. And so it, it, it's just so difficult. Most clients don't have, I mean, look, listen, look at us. Look at how long, you know, Eric, especially, you know, look at how long we've been all Studying mold. I mean, I know you guys are very similar. We're 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 all kind of in the in the same mix here that we talk about mold, we study mold, we are looking at all of this information on the daily. And I wouldn't even say that I'm an expert. You know, I've been doing this for four years, you know, and I'm far from being an expert. You know, I, I think that I know a lot and I'm always learning and always evolving, but you know it's just too much for the average person to try to learn you know unless they want to do this as a as a professional you know that's a little bit different but for most people who are in an actual mold crisis and you know they need help there's no way that that they can you know even if they had the best cliff notes out there it's just too difficult to navigate solo and 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 so that's why we do what we do and and we really feel like it should kind of be a standard moving forward to have someone, you know, who doesn't have any financial interests, you know, like your inspector, you know, even if they're the greatest inspector, and I know some fantastic inspectors out there, but, you know, there are some bad ones, and they could tell you to remediate and when you really shouldn't be maybe remediation exceeds the value of your home and you really shouldn't be you know going that route and you should maybe be thinking about Uh, other options, but they could tell you to remediate because they get the money from post-testing and they they have a vested interest in your decisions or, you know, companies that do both. They have, you know, that's a big no-no, but they have a vested interest in your decisions with your home. So it doesn't matter to us, you know, you could sell, you could remediate, you could, you know, move into a rental, you know, whatever the, the case may be, You know, it doesn't matter to us. We're still going to recommend what we feel like is in your best interest with your budget and and your individualized needs.
1: Great. And, you know, what seems to be really important in this whole paradigm, this industry, is like, I feel like you really have to go through it to really understand and really know how to help people. And I do know that you have your own personal experience with mold. And I don't know how comfortable you are with sharing your personal experience. Maybe you can just give us a rundown with what you are comfortable with. I just want to put that out there because it seems like the people who are able to help the most are definitely the ones that have been through this and understand. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. As I shared a little bit earlier, and like so many of my colleagues that I know, you know, that was really kind of the genesis of, of why uh, Peter and I, my husband, why we do what we do, because we were so impacted. You know, we, I got sick, our our whole family ended up getting sick, Our, our kids got sick. And, you know, it was so difficult. I mean, that was years ago, where I feel like the industry has kind of changed. There's a lot of awareness now, you know, there's a lot of different podcasts and you know, while the industry is certainly, I feel, still in its infancy as far as the division goes. You've got like the traditional side, and then you've got more of the health focus side. And I feel like the the health focus side is kind of splitting into different niches as well. But at this time, it, it it was still very much underground, and you know, I couldn't find any information about mold illness. You know, and 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 so. It was really, really difficult for us. And we ended up making a lot of mistakes. And those mistakes were really painful. And that pain was really the the, the thing that inspired me to want to change things, you know? And I think that when you go through something like this, it was something that I was definitely never prepared for, but it changed me. It's almost like once you learn all of this stuff, you can't turn back. There's no way that you can go back to the way things were. And I spent about two decades working in the insurance industry I never learned any of these things about, you know, mold, what I know now. You know, I I knew all about water damage and, you know, claims and all those things, you know, and and so I moved through multiple different roles throughout my history working for State Farm and AIG and other companies, but you know, it wasn't until this happened to me personally that Everything changed for me. And so I still remember that every time I ever sit down with a client, I remember what it was like to just feel so overwhelmed and just so out of control and so displaced. You know, that's when you, when you can't even be in your home and you lose that stability, you know, there's, there's nothing like it. And, and when nobody believes you and nobody understands, you know, and you're in so much pain, you're so sick, you know, and you're not getting that support, you know, normally when somebody gets sick, you know, they have people kind of, you know, they bring food to your house and let me babysit and, you know, let me run a 5k for you and all kinds of things, you know, ribbons and things like that. But when it's mold, it's almost like people are like e like really you sure it's mold like they're trying to find something that is, is is more kind of accepted you know i even know some people right now that you know family members that you know are i know mold is kind of like the culprit in in and the root of their issues but it's almost like they don't want it to be mold, you know, because that's embarrassing and and that that means that I'm going to have to go through the same thing that you went through and they don't want to do that. So it's just better to kind of accept, you know, what my doctor told me, which is it's fibromyalgia, you know, and and so but I guess I kind of got off track here, but but yeah, I I my family went through so much that you know I literally was like, "You know what? I can't go back to my old job and what you know I was bedridden for over a year. I was very, very sick, and um, after I started to get better, I decided to become a holistic health coach and went to school and you know really felt like this was my calling like this is this is what I was meant to do, and once I opened our practice. That was the very first thing that we, we kind of approached with our clients was, you know, what's going on with your house, you know, because you're not going to be able to heal if you're still living in toxicity. And and most of the people that, you know, I was working with was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to read an ERMI. I don't know what this ERMI means. You know, I don't know who I'm supposed to hire. I don't know what to do with my stuff. And so that was, it, it actually happened very organically. And our, our company has kind of really, I guess, followed the the need uh, of clients. And, and really, we've sculpted our practice after the journey of the client, I guess. And, and we really took a long time to examine that, that client journey and where are the holes? Where are people falling through, you know, from... The very beginning, you know, uh, of, of kind of getting that initial er- er- ERMI test and and looking at the fact of, do I have an issue? Could this be playing a part in my health? And then all the way through to, you know, having an inspector. And after your inspection done, there's, you know, another cliff that people fall off and trying to find the right remediators. And so we've really modeled everything That's kind of like the base one. You know, obviously there's certain different journeys that people have because everybody's individualized and everybody's health and their susceptibility and sensitivity and, you know, their immune system, everybody's different. So it's going to be different for everybody. But generally we kind of follow that, that template to, to really make sure that, you know, somebody is there with a hand to say, Hey, let me help you up and and let's let's get you back on track and and get you where you need to be and and making the best decisions for the budget that you have and and within your means and you know and if if it's not something that we can help you with like you know if somebody seems to be super hypersensitive we refer them out you know we'll send them to somebody like you guys you know or uh, other professionals and things like that just be i I just think it's so important to have a representative. And I know I wish that that's what I would have wanted for myself. And I guess that's kind of how it turns around is that I base this off of what I wished that I would have had going through everything that we did. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, don't let your pain go to waste, you know what I mean? And so I tried to really take all that pain and Try to turn it into something to make it so other people wouldn't have to experience that, or at the very minimum, I can, you know, try to make it a less painful scenario for people and make it a little bit easier to navigate.
1: That's awesome, thank you so much, PJ. And I I really want to maybe get down to the nitty gritty of what you provide. So, you say that you're basically a holistic health practitioner. How are you guiding your clientele? Are you mainly looking at their tests and making home recommendations? Are you doing health recommendations? Are you helping with legal? Because I feel like everyone kind of has their own space in this market, right? Like we cater to the hypersensitive. I'm just really curious is what is it that you actually do to help guide patients or, or your clients?
2: Sure. So I guess like the first kind of, you know, touch that we have with clients is we do have a a pretty broad testing catalog of all different kinds of dust testing. We even have some swab sampling on our website. And most people kind of start there, you know, do I have an issue, you know, and we usually recommend do an ERMI test, MSQ, PCR test, a dust test. And, And then we do ERMI interpretations. That's like a big part of what we do. The ERMI is a very complex test. And as much as, you know, people say, oh, what's your score? You know, I, I always like to teach clients that, you know, the score is actually an index. And that index is really like a variable in a much larger equation. It's not, you know, I, I constantly see people kind of taking this, uh, you know, if you went to school in the United States, if i said you got a 95 on your test you'd say woohoo i got an a if i said you got a 54 you'd be like oh man bummer i got an f and and i feel like we're constantly trying to take that model of of scoring and and trying to attach it to to the ermy and you can't really do that you know it you you have to really understand all 36 of the molds, you have to understand the person, the house, you know, there's so many variables to interpreting that. So we really sit down and go through the test and, and work with the person to do a little bit intake and try to really get a gauge of what's happening in their scenario and kind of give them some feedback, you know, what's happening in your house. And then we talk about next steps, like what's the next steps that you sh- we would recommend for you to make. And then someone can continue to work with us if they really want us to be their representative and consultant. And then we would help people, you know, find an inspector that's fitting for what, the outcomes that they want. You know, 99% of the inspectors out there are what we would call traditional. So we really try to to connect people with the inspectors that meet their budget and that also are going to bring them the outcomes that they want, no matter what state they're in. We work virtually, so we work actually all over the globe. So we've worked in 19 countries, almost every state in the United States, and we have a pretty solid list of of companies that we have vetted. If we don't have a company like for instance if you live in a rural area, then we have blueprints, we have a whole virtual library that our clients get access to and we really help to give you templates so you can start to call some of these companies, ask them the questions that, you know, we think are fitting for a homeowner or a renter to ask with the answers that they should be expecting. And then we'll actually call the companies, you know, we'll call up to three companies and we spend about a half hour to 40 minutes interviewing these companies a little bit more professionally to see, is this a right fit? And then we kind of come back to the client and say, okay, here was what number one said, number two, number three, number two would be the best fit for you. And then as we move through the journey, there's different kind of appointments that we have. And after the inspection and after the client has really consulted with their inspector to go over what the findings were, then we sit down for a pre-remediation appointment and we start discussing strategy. You know, are you going to do the whole job or are you going to do it in pieces? What should the order of operations be? And, you know, we kind of work on scenarios and strategy. And sometimes, you know, we also talk about if they even want to remediate, you know, for some people, their houses are, are, are so compromised and their health is so compromised. You know, we just had a client last week who, you know, has has severe Parkinson's and their house is, is severely contaminated. Like, you know, mycotoxins are present, you know, there's endotoxins present. The house flooded previously. You know, and in situations like that, like it may not really be worth it. You know, and and so we kind of go through all of these decisions, and and we never tell anybody what to do. I want to stress that that's really an an important part. Is that we kind of give you the expert, you know, guidance and, and we troubleshoot with you and we give you our opinions and recommendations and suggestions. We don't advise, we don't tell anyone what to do, but we're really here to, to provide people with all of this education kind of in both worlds too. You asked if I do any health consulting and I can, you know, I am very limited though, because I, I, try to really stay within the boundaries of of what I'm doing. I can answer some questions, but in many cases, if it gets too deep, I'll refer back to your practitioner just because it's not, I'm not actually their practitioner for that, but I can answer more general questions. And I do also look at Their labs, you know, I can look at their organic acids. You know, do they have colonization or your detox pathways open? You know, I can look at some of those things and 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 give some more topical, uh, you know, words of wisdom. But if it gets into you know like treatment plans and you know whatever kind of supplements and medications, I don't really get into that kind of stuff. And I don't actually take on health clients anymore. We just strictly do home health, and then. We also take people to the end of the journey. You know, post-testing is another really difficult topic that and, and really holding remediation companies accountable, ensuring that you know the remediation scope is actually going to make your house better <laughs> instead of worse than it was to begin with. And and so we really kind of take you through each different kind of step. We have it kind of marked out in phases. And our virtual library is is built that way too, where we have blueprints and printable worksheets. Like we have a, for instance, we have a, a, a printable separating possessions worksheet that clients can print out and that can kind of help them, you know, guide them through what possessions are going to be able to be cleaned and what possessions are going to be more risky. And and so we really try to look at all of it. I'm always evolving to and, and trying to keep up and make things better. And Peter also comes into, he usually comes in to consult once we're at the remediation phase and and he really takes a deep dive into inspection reports and and kind of really understands, you know, what's happening with this house and, and tries to give his, you know, professional opinions on, you know, the remediation scope and what that work scope can look like. So it kind of gets into project management a little bit too. It depends on what level of hand-holding the client wants. You know, Some people want you to, to do more. Other people just kind of want a little bit of suggestions here and there to take a look at your reports, but we'll go as deep as clients want. And even when clients are done... And they're and they're kind of post remediation. We still have clients that come back and work with us. We're really big on. I do a lot of education on cleaning and kind of you know how to continue sustaining that balance of the home microbiome once you're post remediation and and really you know helping clients understand the health of their home because in most cases you know when remediation is happening. One wipe down is normally not enough. you know that's normally not going to you know take that microbial burden down and that toxic load down enough. so we really help guide people through decontamination too. That's one of my specialties is is decontamination i've I've actually taken some clean room classes um I'm really cleaning's like my thing. <laughs> I do a lot of cleaning videos on instagram so People kind of like that. I'm known for some pretty gross drain videos too.
1: (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much for that, PJ. And you know, there's some things that you mentioned and I think that we all can relate to. I feel like I too have family members that will not believe that their cancers and their chronic health issues are mold, even though it's clear.
0: -hmm. In the writing.
1: And uh, I'm just curious like, is there like a process that you take your patients or your, sorry, not patients, but your clients through? And then there's like a hesitancy by the family? Because when this happens, it's like there's one person that's sick that's really determined. They want help. But then it's like trying to get everyone on board. Like, how do you deal with clients that have family members that don't believe them or don't want to move forward because of costs or, or anything like that?
2: Sure, sure. So, and, and this happens all the time. I, I would probably say that 80% of husbands don't believe this the way that, that you know, the wives are usually the one, the, the women are usually the ones who are, you know, sick and who are kind of, you know, moving forward. And the husbands are usually the hesitant, you know, ones who are doubtful and who don't really understand. So we try to invite everybody on our consult calls. And education is really where we start. And And we've worked really hard to take a lot of these complex topics and break them down into into really simple terms in ways that people can really remember. Because I... Personally, know what it was like for me. I had a lot of cognitive dysfunction, and even my speech was was altered. I was stuttering a lot, and and I still, even to this day, I get forgetful, and I I'm not as fast as I used to be. But we really try to 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 take this education and and provide that to people. I also try to help the spouses. You know, the one who who is is kind of pushing for this you know, especially with husbands, Peter and I have worked a really long time to try to figure out like, what is it? Like, why don't men believe their wives? You know, and this and I'm not just singling out men, you know, there's also women out there who don't believe their, but it's mainly, you know, husbands and wives. So I'm just using that as an example, but we've tried to really figure it out. And the only thing that we can kind of come up with is that, you know, a lot of people associate mold with being dirty. Like, ooh, you've got mold. Like, it's almost like embarrassing. You know, I, I see that there's, you know, a lot of companies now that advertise like, oh, we don't say anything about mold on our trucks, right? Because that's embarrassing to people. They don't want to see like mold, you know, fumigator on the side of the, the truck or whatever. But, you know, I think that there's a certain amount of of like inner Pride. And and if you admit that this is true and that this is really happening, that this means you failed in some way, that you failed perhaps to take care of your wife, that you failed to take care of your home properly, that you failed to take care of your children. When realistically, that's not true. You know what I mean? Nobody's thinking that. Nobody's thinking that at all. But, you know, nobody teaches you how to take care of your home. Lots of people just buy homes. They have no idea what an air handler is. They have no idea that they should be checking their condensate line. You know, they don't even think about maybe it's not a good idea to have you know my air handler in my hot attic like they don't know these things and so it can be embarrassing you know for some guys to you know inside i feel like my husband has kind of come up with a lot of these you know so he's kind of shared his his opinion on that but what we really try to do is is work on education and kind of slowly work through the stages one step at a time it's baby steps you know in trying to get that acceptance. My husband has in the past, Peter has actually done one-on-one calls with some spouses to, to also, you know, maybe get a male perspective. Maybe you don't want to take it from a woman. You want to take it from somebody else. And he has really, you know, he, he's not afraid to get vulnerable and kind of, you know, talk real with, with spouses, but, you know, there are some family members, and this is something that I share with clients all the time, there are some family members that you will never convince and that's okay. And and there's a certain amount of acceptance that, you know, I know this from personal experience is that, you know, after this happened to me, I wanted everybody to know. And it was like, I spent so much of my energy trying to like get people to believe, you know, because that was one of the things that really impacted me the most because i felt like my words no longer had integrity you know what i mean and it was just like wh- wh- why are you not believing me and that that totally you know more than anything else i think that hurt the most because it felt like i don't know like i'm really big on loyalty and respect and i felt like this was almost like people were betraying me because they weren't listening to me And so, you know, I was on a mission to really get people to, to believe and understand, and then they didn't, you know what I mean? And so I had to really work hard and look at like why I needed them to believe and, and really kind of turn it around and accept the fact that, you know, this is my journey and and this is what my opinions are. And some people will, will never understand unless it affects them. And, and, you know, there's kind of this saying that people will change when the pain gets great enough. And, and that's kind of what I tell myself with, with some of these other family members that I have that, you know, I'm kind of like, Hey, you know, where I am, you know, what I do for a living now. And, you know, when the pain gets great enough, I'll be here for you. But, you know, I, 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 I can't convince you. So I, I'm not going to try anymore, you know, but, but Yeah. That's what I kind
1: of do. You know, that is just such an important aspect to bring out is the family part, because, you know, my husband and I were having this conversation the other day and he just looked at me and said, you know, I just feel like there is some sort of like, you know, like people will look at me like in a condescending manner or or ask me these questions, even though, you know, you have gone on with Keely and Eric, created this podcast, have interviewed everyone from Timbuktu back and forth in this field, and they still feel like your wife is dealing with some sort of psychological issue. You know what I mean? Or, or yeah. the family member will say, "I want to learn more. I want to learn more," but they never actually take the time to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like at some point, it's just a lost cause. We have to keep moving forward because. Yeah, I agree with you. We can't expect everyone to understand what we go through and what people go through in this paradigm because it's so insane. Like this is the craziest thing I feel like people can go through in their entire life. And the way that we see this moving, this progression of mold impacting so many people on levels that they don't even understand, it's only going to get worse. And you're right. There are people here. You're here, PJ. We're here when they're ready to talk and when they're ready to break down what is going on with their health and how is mold actually playing a part. Thank you so much for drawing that piece out because I feel like that is so, so important is that family aspect. Yeah. Now you also mentioned that you were a part of the insurance industry. I don't know which side or if it was home insurance, that's really, really unique because As we see people with their home insurance coverages, things are getting less and less, right? You know, out in California, they don't want to cover for fire insurance. You know, after Melinda Ballard's case, they stopped covering mold. Do you know any ins or outs on how to get people coverage or how to get people first for certain things in their home when it comes to mold, since you do have that insider training and information? So, I mean, uh, you know,
2: there's... uh, I, uh, so to answer your question, I worked for several different companies over, you know, my family has a big background in insurance, like my mom, my stepdad, you know, my stepdad was a catastrophic claims adjuster. My mom worked for AIG for, you know, 30 years. So, you know, that's how I kind of fell into it through through my family. And I worked in all of the different life, health, home, auto, uh, underwriting, service, sales, you know, I was an agent, I was a claims adjuster, so I moved through all you know it was I worked for insurance for a long, long time it was it was my life, and there's not too many secrets that I can really you know divulge, you know, I think that the most important thing for people to remember is that insurance is going to cover things that are sudden or accidental, okay? It won't pay for things that are like wear and tear. This is really important why you need to be an advocate for your home. And you really need to start learning about all the different parts and pieces of your house because, you know, it's, it's to own a home, you know, there's a lot of responsibility there. And as I was talking about before, it's unfortunate that most people really don't know how to care for their homes. And it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just not something we learn. We don't learn this in school. You know, there's no class on home health. So, you know, and that's another thing that we we try to teach our clients as as well and try to help them understand, you know, what makes a a good home and, and what do you need to be looking for and how can we kind of make our homes better so we don't have these problems. You know, I think it's important to, you know, not focus so much on the organism, but kind of more so on the terrain, really mitigate those risks the best that you can, you know, because we're never going to get rid of mold spores. You, Like I said earlier, you know, sterility is not the answer, nor would you be able to even make your home sterile <laughs> if you tried. And there'd be consequences to that as well. But but, yeah, we'll we, we as far as insurance goes, we will actually, for some parts of our services, it depends on what service you purchase, but we will actually look over your policy. And if, you know, we know what the actual peril is, like what the root of of the, or the root cause of the water damages, we'll try to help you see if that's something that could get covered and we can refer you out to, you know, an independent adjuster, or, you know, we can try to help, you know, be consult on that as well and make suggestions too, because all kinds of policies are different, you know, and you're right after Melinda Ballard, they were like, no way, Jose, you know, they even in Florida, you know, after a lot of the big hurricanes down in Florida, they, you know, State Farm even stopped writing homeowners insurance because the risk was just too big. So, you know, it, 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 that's another topic that, that is pretty complex. I don't really do too much insurance stuff just because, you know, it's kind of, that was, where I was and, and, but we'll do a little bit. It depends on if a client
1: asks about it. Awesome. I'm just curious, you know, when you do help clients with that insurance piece, is their insurance actually covering something for, you know, mold damage or restoration? Are you finding that piece?
2: So if it's water damage, yes, I have actually had clients be able to, to get coverage. Most of the time, because that's important to, to understand is it depends on what the, it, it's called the peril, P-E-R-I-L, but that's kind of like the root cause. It depends on what was the cause of why did the mold get there, right? Is it because a toilet overflowed and then mold was a result of that toilet overflowing, that that's something that you could get coverage for, but if it was, you know, because you, you know, didn't take care of, you know, your sprinklers were spraying directly into your, you know, your basement or something like, you know, I'm just thinking of whatever, if it's from you not taking care of something, then that would, and the mold was a result of that, then that usually won't be covered. Some policies have mold riders, which Are capped at like 10K or something like that, where it it really depends on what the policy reads and and what the original like water damage stems from, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just curious in in your experience with your clients, like what kind of damage are you seeing in their homes? Like, are you seeing consistently like a lot of damage where, where they have to shell out a ton of money to fix it, or is it more so? These little problems that sneak in that you have to find that are easy to fix and they're able to get well. Like, wh- what are you seeing on the map in general?
2: Sure. sure. One of the probably biggest couple, I'll go for the biggest ones, is HVAC problems, especially when people have their air handler in the attic. Okay. We see this a lot in Texas. We see this a lot in Florida, a lot of the more Southern, you know, in the East coast States, that's a, a huge problem. We also see problems with crawl spaces that are not conditioned, you know, that are kind of vented and, and wide open, especially if it's a dirt crawl space, those are usually really heavily contaminated. We say, you know, we have like a, a deal breaker list on on one of our inspection checklists and dirt crawl spaces are one of them. We see a lot of problems, pretty much almost in every tile shower. We we see problems, you know, the grout is porous. You know, another problem that we see is humidity. You know, a lot of people when they think of like water damage, it's like, oh, they're thinking of like an actual leak or you know something like that when vapor you know and and moisture and humidity is is actually a huge cause of 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 problems in people's homes so you know but those are kind of like the biggies that we see all of the time and and you know additionally we also have had a bigger influx here more recently of air handlers that are not sized properly for the house. And that can cause problems. It can start to make the humidity go up in the house if the air isn't flowing properly. We also see a lot of insulation issues. And and man, that that's pretty hefty, you know, to when you start having insulation problems and HVAC problems, because you, you know, if a if a whole vent if your whole ventilation system is compromised, you know, you're not going to be able to clean that, and that usually has to be replaced. So that's that's a big issue.
1: Absolutely, uh, Emily and Josh at Texas Mold Inspectors are one of our partners. She informed me that literally every HVAC system has an issue, guaranteed mold in their HVAC. It's yeah, it's crazy, such a widespread problem. Uh, I before I pass the buck over to here. I wanted to know, what is your most popular TikTok video right now? I know you're doing a lot of cleaning TikTok videos. What is one that you are, are really enjoying?
2: I think it was the one, I did one recently with Serratia marcesans, which is an actual bacteria in your toilet. And if you get the pink ring around your toilet, I talked about that and how to clean it.
1: <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Eric, yeah. feel free to take it away.
0: Well, the only thing I can add is that at the inception of the chronic fatigue syndrome, the problem wasn't in our houses. It was in the schools. It was in the casino. It was just our momentary exposure to these places that was making us sick. So doctors failed to conceive of it because as far as they were concerned, it wasn't in your house. wasn't a problem. Wow.
1: I guess with that, are you guiding people through exposures that are not in their home, in their workplace, in schools, and, and all of that?
2: we we have had some clients in situations like that where you know their workplace schools are 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 usually there's actually a lot of mold in schools i think the what is it the gao recently did a study where they were looking at schools the, what is it? The government office of accountability. I think that's it. And it was crazy. The percentages of schools where again, with the HVAC systems were compromised and, you know, that gets a little bit difficult because, you know, you go around saying the M word in school and, you know, it's like, don't, don't talk about that. You know, I, I experienced that with my daughter in in her school like a whole wing of the school had had mold and and i tried to you know figure out how we could navigate that and there was really not too much i could do in some smaller schools we've had clients actually bring in some air purifiers and air filters just to help you know that's certainly i don't want to give that the impression that that's a solution because it's not, you know, I'm usually very adamant about that because there are some people out there who try to, you know, kind of sell that as like a remediation plan, unbelievably, but, you know, it can help to kind of, you know, make the room a little bit, you know, filter a little bit better in the room while your child's in there. But, you know, with the workplace too... You know, we have done that before and for some clients, we actually were able to get their bosses to actually remediate and kind of take care of it. So we're always willing to to, to be open to, you know, in that particular case, we had a conference call. And everybody kind of got on the call, and it, it was a great conversation because everybody was not everybody's going to be open. This this person happened to be, you know, a, a private business owner, and they really wanted their their place of business to be safe for not only their employees but you know their customers. So it ended up working out. But you know that gets difficult to navigate for sure.
1: Thank you for that, and I know Keely. Is totally on board with that situation too, and I don't know if you want to go into your situation, Keely, or not. But you know, there's just so many people that have children that are dealing with this, and it's like, what do you do? You know, there's I don't have kids, so I can't speak on this honestly. I'm I'm going to pass the buck
0: over to, to Keely, and I'll let her t- talk about it if she wants to. I mean, this is just something that we've been dealing with ongoing when we moved to this area to get away from old. <laughs> We had to switch elementary schools for our youngest one because, like you said, the HVAC, I think, is where it was coming from majorly. Now my middle schooler is about to start his last year in middle school and I don't even know what the deal is at that school, but I think it's the whole gym. I think there's been significant water damage on the gym, but it filters Mm. everywhere and you don't have any control over it you can't do third party testing you can't get you can't guarantee a superintendent is going to collaborate with you you know you have to you have to decide if you're going to poison your kid or not to send them to public school like no parent should have to totally. make that decision totally
2: and it and and it's it as i said it's such a huge percentage you know because again you know what i mean like when we really look at like how how impacting this is, you know, it's not just, you know, the way that we care for our homes, but, you know, look at our schools and, and, and it's so difficult as a parent you know, I was kind of tagged as like, you know, the hysterical mom, you know, that's that's concerned about mold. And, you know, everybody's kind of still doing it's no big deal. Like, it's not really that bad. And, you know, in our situation, my daughter at the time, this was in high school. So she was kind of like, reporting back to me, Mom, do you know what they said? Like, you know, the teachers were talking about, oh, there's black mold in, in the the tech area at the school. And, you know, and then when I call the school and try to talk to them, they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is that that's totally untrue, but you know, the word on the street is different. And, and so it's just so hard. I feel for you, you know, It, it shouldn't be the decision that as parents, we shouldn't be having to worry about, we have enough things to worry about with our kids being safe at school. And now we have to worry about the indoor air quality there as well. And, you know, what are they being exposed to? And it's, it's definitely not something that I think that we can take on as just, you know, it's solo parents. It's, it's too big of a beast
1: to do alone. I feel like at least in my case, it was, Thank you both for being so vulnerable and sharing that information, because I know there's so many parents that are just dealing with this right now, not only with their kids being injured in the home, but also, you know, out of their control, going to friends, going to you know, school every day. Kiwi Severson is passionate and committed to exposing the truth about toxic mold and its effects on the human body. Many mold-injured people are often misdiagnosed with autoimmune conditions, nerve damage, mental illnesses, and other chronic health conditions due to the lack of knowledge about water damage and toxic mold growing in their homes. The crippling effects of toxic mold on the body has destroyed many lives. Been there, done that. When she became a healthcare provider specializing in acupuncture and herbal medicine, it was only then that she truly began to understand the connection between her health, And the environment that she was living in. Three years after becoming a licensed care provider, she became incredibly ill. She was suffering from kidney failure, reoccurring UTIs, and various negative mental health symptoms. When she learned that her family had been dwelling with mold trapped under her kitchen floor, the relationship between the toxic mold factor and her health finally began to make sense. It became part of her life's mission to help educate society on the extreme effects that mold can have on the body. Her work is vital because there exists a lack of experience and acknowledgement from mainstream medical practitioners and even mold experts. She has first-hand experience dealing with mold exposure and she makes sure to address all the signs and symptoms during every environmental screening that she performs. She's developed a line of organic herbal tinctures and formulas to help most patients reduce symptoms commonly associated with toxic mold exposures. These symptoms vary and can manifest themselves very differently from person to person. Her herbal education and experience has helped her increase awareness and recognize signs in patients that may result from their toxic environments. Huey's dedication to learning and understanding the effects of toxic mold and educating and bringing awareness to her patients and other providers keep her motivated. She knows just how devastating the untreated consequences can be on your health and the health of your families relationships, and life outcomes. If you or someone you know may be affected by toxic mold exposure, rest assured that you and Keely will work together to find a solution. By working together to treat the symptoms and stay educated on toxic mold exposures, we can reduce the impact of this devastating phenomenon. To consult with Keely, please visit exposingmold.com that's exposingmold.com slash C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-T-I-O-N-S. Book your appointment today. All right, PJ. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. If anyone wants to consult with you, how can they get a hold of you and where can they find more information?
2: Absolutely. And thank you guys so much for having me. It was definitely. My pleasure. I'm a big fan. I listen to you guys all the time. So and I'm just so grateful for what you guys are doing just because I love the fact that, you know, you like to stay, you know, really objective and, you know, you you offer just a a really unique service for people. and And so I'm grateful that you guys are doing what you're doing as far as where to reach us, our website is pjharlowwellness.com. And we are really big on having self-service on our website. We have a lot of information there and we offer um, a number of different services, which are pretty well laid out. And so you can kind of head there and you can book an appointment online. We are normally pretty booked out or or booked out until September for, for most of our sessions, but we, we do offer urgent sessions and there is sooner availability, but we kind of explain that on our site too. We have our, our testing catalog. If you're just starting out and, and you're wanting to you know get an ERMI or if you already have an ERMI and you want a professional interpretation, you can book a session for that as well. And Instagram is where we hang out the most. I, I've just started more on TikTok and but that's where you'll usually find the most active content in my in our stories
1: which is at pj harlow wellness as well so thank you guys so much again for for having me Fantastic! Thank you so much, BJ. We we appreciate you too. You know, the, everyone has their space in this this you know paradigm, and we really appreciate you acting as a liaison to guide people through testing and remediation and and you know, increasing their outcomes of greater success and, and remediation and, and helping them regain their health. So we appreciate you, and thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next time.